Holy Lord, you are awesome. We fear you, Lord God. We bow low before you. There is no God like our God. Holy, 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 holy is the Lord God Almighty. The whole earth is full of thy glory. We worship thee. We are so privileged and so blessed to come so close to you, O God, because you are so awesome. You are so holy. We fear you, Almighty God. It's only by the blood that we can come so close. Oh, how powerful the blood is, how strong the blood is, how mighty the blood is, O God, that filthy, dirty, wicked sinners, evil people like us, O God, can come so close to you. We are reconciled to you. We are close and intimate with you. Only through the blood of Jesus Christ, how privileged we are, how honored we are to come so close to you. You want us to be praised. Kuraf unto you, Suramarita Raburabata, Makasabakaturabarita, Kurababahi Tababahi, 
Mekasika tukurabahita Makasababahi Melemitalabuzuku turabarata Mashububu Mishabababa Mashurabarita Kurabuburabaraburabaraburubuta Meshababarita rabuburaturababa Amen. This morning I'm preaching to you a very, very important message. Very close to God's heart. I want to term a delight yourself in the fear of the Lord. Delight yourself in the fear of the Lord. It's because the fear of God has got of the most wonderful blessings and benefits. The Bible says in Isaiah 33, Zion's treasure is the fear of the Lord. And we are marching to Zion. Amen. Zion means where the sun shines at its brightest. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. And we are and Jesus is the Son of God. And we will see in Revelations 1, where the Lord revealed himself, the same Jesus upon whose breast John put his head at the Lord's Supper, institution of the Lord's Supper. The Bible says when John saw him this time in Revelations 1, he fell at his feet as a dead man because his face was as the sun in its full strength. His eyes were like flames of fire and his feet like burnished bronze because he revealed himself in Revelations 1 so that we can understand that those who are in his church in Revelations 2 and 3, the seven churches, that we realize this is the judge before whom we will have to give an account of how we worked for him, how we behaved before him, what we did to the body of Christ, to the believers. And that tells us that you, God, wants you to meet Jesus as the judge. Hallelujah. People, you hardly hear in the church about judgments of God. And I'm going to show you this morning through Scripture, running through Scripture, giving you pictures of God's judgment and God's wrath. Hallelujah. Because you cannot get to the fear of God unless you understand God's wrath. And God's wrath, the word wrath means his intense hatred, his fierce hatred towards sin. And lawlessness and evil. God and sin never mix. We are uh, in our nature. We have a carnal sinful nature. And we became used to sin. But we will see in scripture. That God and sin is like oil and water. It never mix. God and sin never mix. God even says, I am not a man that I should lie. The word lie in the context of man tells you men are liars. 
To be a liar is to be hypocritical, to be dishonest, to be full of guile, to be full of hypocrisy. God says, I am not a man that I should lie. So man can pretend, man can act, men are hypocritical, just like as this sickness caused us to wear a mask. As you see people mask as they walk around or at work, God wants to tell us man has got a greater virus in his life and that virus is sin. And like we see this mask, God is telling us men are not honest. Men are like people who wear a mask. The word hypocrite speak of somebody who, who is not real, somebody who has a mask on. Bishop Dag, as my spiritual father said, I think it's him who had a dream one day that he was fighting like in a boxing match with this person, but the person had a mask on. And when he pulled off the mask in the dream of the other fighter, it was his assistant that was fighting him. So you get people in the church, they are fighting the work of God, the man of God, but they are masked, they hypocrites, they are not real, they are pretenders. So there are many people like that in the church. And unless we get to the place that we love the fear of the Lord, we won't have God's presence. God's manifest presence is His glory. God is invisible. God you cannot see. God is spirit. But if we fear the Lord, God will make Himself visible. In other words, we will be able to see the acts and the mighty works of God. In Psalm 103, the Bible says, Israel knew God's works. They knew his acts, but Moses knew God's ways. To know somebody's ways is to know somebody intimately. And I'm reading to you in Hebrews chapter 12, where it says, it speaks in this chapter about the discipline of the Lord, the pun, how God judges his children, how God judges his church, the whole chapter. It says, don't take lightly the discipline of the Lord. In other words, when God pull your ears for you, when God discipline you, when God judge you, don't take it lightly because God wants to lead you to become holy like he himself is. He even says in this chapter, don't allow the spirit of unforgiveness that will develop into bitterness. And a root in your life. Because that will cut you off from the grace of God. It's in this chapter that the Bible speaks of Esau. Who did despise his birthright. And the Bible says. And after that he was crying and weeping. But he did not get another chance. One of the things that brings God's anger is when God has given you a promise, a birthright, and you despise it. 
you, you, you disregard it and he lost his birthright and he lost also the blessing of his father. And God says he was uncontrollably weeping, but it was over. My friend is in this chapter of Hebrews chapter 12, my brother and sister, that we read that Moses at the Mount of Sinai, God revealed himself to Israel and the mountain was shaking and, and fire came and lightning and thunder. The Bible says no animal could touch the mountain and they would have been killed. And it was such a frightful sight. Two things happened. The Bible says Moses was exceedingly fearful. In other words, he was not only fearful, he was exceedingly, he was astonished. He feared and, and, and the people's reaction was, Moses asked God, please, not to speak in such a way, but rather to speak through you to us. Now Hebrews 12 says, we did not come to the mountain of Sinai, but we have come to the mountain of Zion, where myriads of angels is, where God's righteousness is, where the church of the firstborn is. And it says God is shaking everything that can be shaken. And even this shaking of this virus, it is worldwide. And in Hebrews chapter 12, it speaks of the shaking of the heavens, the earth, and the sea. But in Hebrews 12, is quoting Haggai, where it speaks of a shaking in Haggai chapter 2. But it's only in Haggai, where it says, when God shakes the nations. In Hebrews 12, God don't refer to the nations but what does that tell you? This coronavirus is shaking the nations. And it, in other words, we then need to go to Haggai chapter 2 and say, Lord, what do you want to say when you're shaking the nations? And you'll find in Haggai chapter 1 and 2, it's about the house of the Lord where people mess up the house of the Lord, where people are hypocritical in the house of the Lord. When they are pretenders, God says in Haggai, I'm shaking the nations. Amen. God says in the church, you have sown much, but you reap little. You have clothed yourself, but you don't get warm. You have put money in your pocket, but there's holes in your pocket. Why? God says, because you neglect the house of God. And we need to get back through this virus. God is saying to the church, get back to the fear of the Lord. Amen. Get and repent of your sin. Turn from your wickedness. And it's in Haggai chapter 2 where the Bible says when they build the house of the Lord, Siri Babel and Joshua. And Siri Babel means destroyer of Babel, destroyer of Babylon. We need men and women of God that destroy and speak against Christendom, backslidden Christendom, backslidden worship. 
Worship that is full of filth and dirt, dirty hands, dirty mouths, raising, dancing, praising the Lord with sin and wrong and leaven in their lives. Oh, my brother and sister, I'm preaching to you that the holiness of God must come back into the church. It's only through that that the presence of God will come. And this is the fourth message on the kingdom of God. And the Lord's prayer when it comes to the kingdom of God is, Let your kingdom come. Let your will be done. As in heaven, so also on the earth. If we want heaven on the earth, then we need to meet the criteria. Because in heaven there's no sin. In heaven there's no sickness, there is no curses, there's no poverty. But God can only manifest His presence in in killing off poverty, (coughs) destroying curses, driving out demons, dealing with sin, dealing with with, with, uh, uh, all kinds of problems in our life. If we have the holiness of heaven. If we create the fear of the Lord. Hallelujah. I'm back in Haggai. And Haggai, when they started to build the temple, it was so far smaller than the temple of Solomon that was destroyed. And the Bible says in Ezra, the people were weeping because it was so small. But the Lord says, the house will be small this time, but the glory will be greater. Uh, the small house speak of the, the Lord is after a remnant, my brother and sister. A remnant of overcomers. Even if the remnant is a thousands, they will be small in comparison to the majority of the believers that disqualify themselves. That say, I am not prepared, I am full of sin and I love my sin. My hands is dirty as I lift up my hands. My feet has walked wrong places as I stand in the house of the Lord and dancing and even lifting up dirty hands and filthy hearts and mouths that don't speak honestly, honestly. Oh my God, help us, but the glory will be greater. Hallelujah. I'm preaching that God get together his remnant. Are you part of the remnant? Then you must take a delight in the fear of the Lord. Hebrews chapter 12, the last two verses, verse 28 says, Wherefore we received a kingdom which cannot be shaken. Let us have gratitude. Whereby we may serve God acceptable with reverence and godly fear. Amen. How do you say many service unto God is not acceptable. If you want to give somebody a dish of food that he delights in. You must make it after his, his requirements. You cannot press on him what you like. You might come with the best fish dish, dish of king clip and calamari and the top sole fish and the best. But afterwards you discover the person don't like fish. 
So many people are serving God, worshipping Him, bring to Him praise and worship and preaching, but they don't ask God what is acceptable to you. Amen. What? And this morning we will see what is acceptable to the living God. Hallelujah. Amen. God, why is the shaking going on? Why is this virus God allowed it? So that God can pull the ears of the church and the ministers. A thing rots, a fish rot from its head. So God speak to the pastors. Yeah, God uh, spoke to Moses and Moses was fearful. Moses was shocked. Amen. And the Bible says here that before this, Moses met God at the burning bush and he turned aside. And the astonishing thing was that the bush was burning, but the fire was not fed by the leaves or the wood or the branches of the bush because the bush wasn't consumed. And Moses stood astonished. Because through that God wanted to tell us, as this last verse says, For our God is a consuming fire, fear and fire. Therefore I have this book here, the fire of the Lord, to tell you God is a consuming fire or a self-sustaining fire. In other words, God don't need oil, God don't need paper, God don't need wood to burn. God is a self-sustaining fire. This is the God that we are meeting. Even Isaiah, by the Bible says, Isaiah chapter 6, when it comes to worship, the Bible says, when he saw the Lord high and lifted up, and his train filled the temple, the seam of God's cloak filled the temple, and he heard the seraphims. Seraphim speaks of burning ones. These are the ones that God's the throne of God. These are the ones that are around the throne of God. They God God's throne, that no filthy, dirty thing can come into his presence. And please, in your leisure time, read Revelation chapter 4, the whole chapter. Maybe next week I'll read it to you, that you can get a feeling of the throne room of God. Revelation 4 tells you from where the world and the universe is governed. And in that chapter, Revelation 4, you'll find 12 or 11 times the word throne. The throne it speaks of the elders fell before him and says, Thou art worthy. They take off their crowns and put it at his feet. Like we will do when we get into heaven. And we have received our rewards and our crowns. We will lay it down before the Lord. And we say, not we, O Lord, but thou art worthy to receive glory and honor and praise and majesty. For you have created all things. And for your pleasure, they have been created you my brother and sister me we were created for God's delight for God's pleasure the word Jew means a praise unto God we should be a praise unto God a delight 
to the living God. But what is acceptable to God? And the Bible says the seraphims, Isaiah 6, they had six wings. With two they covered their faces. I'm speaking now of worship. With two they covered their faces. Get these words. The, the, the fear of the Lord, the fire of God, the wrath of God, His holy presence. Get the word glory. Get the word fire. Get the word holy. And they were shouting, holy, holy, holy is the Lord God Almighty. They use of the six wings four in the act of worship. Wow. We cannot bring God acceptable worship, even a worship team. Today you find people coming from nightclubs or the worship team. They live as the way they want to live. And we ask, where is God? Where is the miracles? Man, you must then be careful if there's such sin and miracles happen. Because the miracles can deceive you. Because God wants holiness, purity, hallelujah, passion that comes from the fire of God. I'll read you later on and show you. That priests who brought strange fire to God. They immediately were killed in the presence of God. They dropped dead. It was Aaron's sons. The, uh, Aaron the high priest. His two sons. They brought strange fire. And the Lord said through Moses to Aaron. You don't weep. Because this is the thing. God warned us about. Even if it's your flesh and your blood. Moses said don't weep. Otherwise God might kill you too. Because God is holy. Do you understand? Four wings in the act of worship. They two, they close their eyes. Which speaks of they fear the holiness of God. With two, they cover their feet. Which speaks of humility. They humble themselves. And then the other two wings were used for service. Four in the act of worship and two in the act of service. What does that tell you? It tells you that worship, ministering to God is twice more important than ministering for God, work for God. Because work for God that does not originate from God's presence is unacceptable to the living God. And Isaiah, when he saw this in heaven, he says, Woe me, I am lost, I am unclean, I am unclean, I'm a man of unclean lips. What was wrong? Our speech tells us if we are holy. Our speech vibrates the reasonings of our mind. Our speech Tells what is in our heart. And he says, woe me, I'm a man of unclean lips. And then the Bible says, he saw an altar. And an angel coming from the altar with a coal of fire to clean his mouth. 
And then he heard a voice. Who will go for us? Who can we send? And he said, here am I, send me. And you need to know by that time, he was already a prophet. But he went to a higher level. Because he realized, God must be feared. And the chapter 6 starts with, it was in the day of King Uzai's death that I saw the Lord. What is that? Because this King Uzai was one of the most successful kings that any man of God should imitate. Man, he was mighty. But he became arrogant and full of pride. And a king cannot do the work of a priest or the work of a prophet. You must stay in your lane. And many men of God don't stay in their line. They are are pastors and then want to be teachers. And therefore many and then they teach wrong things. Because they don't realize his dependence on the teacher. That he must accept the apostle. That he must accept the prophet. Authentic prophets. Authentic apostles. This King Uzai. He crossed the line. And while he was in the temple. Doing something that he should not. Doing the function of a priest. The leprosy broke out upon his face. And right over his body. And the Bible says the priest said. What are you looking for here? And they ushering him out. And he ran out himself. And he was a leper. Until the day of his death. Because you don't play with God. You don't fool with God. Don't let us become familiar with God. Don't let us become familiar with the Lord Jesus Christ himself. Speak of my elder brother. Yes, and speak of of a way. Jesus is this and that. No, we must have the awe and respect for the almighty God. Remember what I'm saying to you. This virus has come. That God must shake the church especially. He said the nations. But he's shaking anything that is not of God will be shaken. I tell you, you will hear in the near future, ministries falling, big things falling, things fall apart. And even if it don't come down, I tell you, God will put many uh, one side and go on with his work. What is the fear of, let me tell you what is the fear of the Lord. Let me get to teaching now. Hallelujah. It's not demonic fear. That's First Timothy chapter 1 that speaks of the spirit of fear. God did not give us a spirit of fear. So the fear of God is not a demonic fear. Do you hear me? The fear of God is not fearing for people. Secondly, the fear for people. Because the Bible says the fear of men brings a snare. And many people cannot function and go into their ministry, not even preach the gospel or become singers or preachers because of the fear of men. We must not fear. That's a wrong fear. And I will hasten to say the fear of the Lord will drive out all these fears. Amen. Praise God. Do you hear me? Amen. There's... uh, uh, um, and also the Bible will say in First John chapter 4, perfect love drives out all fear. That means if you love God perfectly, 
You don't need to fear anything else. Just love God. And if you understand salvation, that all your sins are forgiven, and the power of the blood of God, you will fall in love to, with God even more. There's two fears that, and, uh, that you need to have. And the first one is the fear of preserving yourself. That you won't walk in front of a bus or when a train comes on or jump in a fire or put your hand on a stove or in a live electric plug or anything. That's a good fear. Amen. That's what we teach our children to preserve your life, not to take risks. But the top fear is the fear of the Lord. And the fear of the Lord, please read with me. And now I'm going to read some scripture here. Ever, uh, Proverbs chapter 15. I want to tell you, give you a definition what is the fear of the Lord. Amen. Proverbs is full of verses of the fear of the Lord. Because it's the book of wisdom. Hallelujah. At the end of the preaching I will tell you the rewards of the fear of the Lord. One of, the, one of them is the wisdom of God. Amen. The wisdom of God is available to those who fear Him. Uh, Proverbs 15 verse 3. The eyes of the Lord are in every place, watching the evil and the good. Verse 11. Sheol and uh, Abaddon lie open before the Lord. How much more the hearts of men. Amen. Amen. What is the fear of the Lord? The fear of the Lord is to live every day in every place under the watchful eyes of God. Amen. Can I repeat that? The fear of the Lord is to live every day and in every place under the watchful eye of God. Amen. Amen. Secondly, you need to say, my heart, my motives. My attitudes, my reasonings are exposed to God's light. Amen. My heart, my motives, my attitudes, my reasonings are exposed to God's light. Do you hear me? That's my definition. Of the fear of the Lord. Because you can do something that your heart is not in it. You can do something with a wrong motive. But because motives are abstract and nobody sees it. You can always with your mouth say no I meant that. Or your attitudes. You can pass somebody not greeting him. Willfully. And then when the person Ask you, why did you do that? You can reason yourself out of it. But if you fear the Lord, you will say, I was wrong. Forgive me. To live in the fear of the Lord is to be quick in repentance. Do you hear me? Amen. Not after an hour of talking, then you say, arguing and debating, then you say, okay, then I was wrong. No. The fear of the Lord will teach you you quick to repent. My God, praise God, are you with me? 
John chapter 2 verse 23, write this down, John 2 verse 23 to verse 25, the Bible says many believed in the Lord Jesus, John 2 verse 23 to verse 25, many believed in the Lord Jesus, but he did not entrust himself to them, because he knows the hearts of those who were, who were saying they believed in him. He did not open himself up to them because he knew their hearts were wrong. Amen. Are you with me? Amen. Praise God. Even in judgment, John chapter 8, when the woman that was caught in adultery, men are quick to throw the stones and wanted to stone her. But when Jesus opened their hearts, he said to them, Okay. Any one of you who are without sin, throw the first stone. The Bible says, from the oldest to the youngest, they walked away without picking up a stone. Because they themselves were guilty. Maybe probably some of them in the crowd that stood there also committed adultery. Even maybe with the same woman. And the Bible says in John 8 where the, where the happening is. Then the Bible says Jesus who is the light of the world said to him. Neither do I condemn you. Go and sin no more. Wow. Let me hasten to tell you. Amen. The, so I gave you a definition of the fear of the Lord. Now I want to show you that the fear of the Lord is a decision you have to make. Proverbs chapter 1. Amen. Amen. Proverbs chapter 1. Hallelujah. Praise God. Proverbs chapter 1. In other words, you decide. It's not a feeling. And I want through this preaching to this morning that we in FDKC, you make a decision and say, I am going to fear the Lord. Amen. It's a decision. Proverbs chapter 1 verse 29. But I need to read what goes on before that. Because here you will see a sight of God. After he for many times have warned you and spoken to you, he might leave you alone. He might let you go your own way. Because here you're going to read words. Even there are many sinners. Therefore, we don't need to struggle with people who have heard the word of God five, ten 20 times. No, leave the people alone because according to God, yes, we can speak, but if the person is hard, then just move on because it might be that God says, this person handle me with disrespect for all the time and I'm not about to speak to him again. Hallelujah. Verse 24 of Proverbs 1. Because I called and you refused. I stretched out. This is God speaking. I stretched out my hand and no one paid attention. And you neglect all my counsel and did not want my reproof. I will even laugh at your calamity. I will mock when, you, when your dread comes. When your dread comes like a storm. And your calamity comes like a wild wind. When the stress and anguish come on you, then they will call on me, but I will not answer. 
They will seek me diligently, but they shall not find me. Let me read, before I read verse 29, Isaiah 55 comes to my mind. It says, seek the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. You cannot call upon God the time that you say, this is now the time that's better for me. I still want to do sin and I still want to do that. The Bible says, seek the Lord when? While he may be found. Call upon him while he is near. Here verse 29, it says, because they hated knowledge and did not choose the fear of the Lord. What did they do? They didn't decide. I'm going to fear the Lord. So my brother and sister, to fear the Lord is a decision. Do you hear me? You must decide. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Proverbs 23 verse 17 will tell you, you must stay the whole day in the fear of the Lord. Not when it becomes night that you reject the fear Proverbs 23 verse 17. Do not let your heart envy sinners. But live in the fear of the Lord daily. Praise God. Amen. 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 Daily. Praise God. Or it says all the day in the margin of my Bible. It says but live in the fear of the Lord all the day. Do you have that? Praise the Lord. Amen. I'm laying a basis for our preaching and our teaching. Let first, please, if you want to know the fear of the Lord, you need to understand the wrath of God. Turn with me to Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Are you blessed? Amen. It's powerful. Hallelujah. Amen. Romans chapter 1, verse 18. Hallelujah. Very important. For the wrath of God is revealed from heaven against all ungodliness and unrighteousness of men who suppress the truth in unrighteousness. To suppress the truth is you know what is true. You know what you ought to do. But you keep it away from you so that you can be ungodly. So that you can exercise unrighteousness. And listen, unrighteousness come after ungodly in our verse. Because the world has let go of God. Because the world has reject God. Therefore the world has its problems. With corruption. With stealing. With adultery. With abortions. With illicit sex. With adultery. With Stealing, what killing, what crimes, what is the problem? It's ungodliness because it's rejecting God. But this verse says the wrath of God is not concealed. It's not something that we don't know about. It is revealed. And I'm going to show you pictures in the Bible about the wrath of God. What is the wrath of God? It's a higher form of anger. Do you hear me? It's intense hatred for sin. Do you hear me? It is an unforgiving attitude 
for that which is wrong. Therefore, we must so appreciate Jesus and what he has done on the cross. Therefore, I have that book there, The Cross of Christ. Because it will show you it's only through the blood and only through the cross that God can forgive you. But after he's forgiven you and you are under his blood, don't, don't, don't take advantage of the blood and abuse the grace. Because the Bible says, therefore, many of you are weak and many are sick. In the church. And many have died. Before their time. Listen. I know I've got about three friends. Who were Two of them were with me. On Bible school. They passed. Three passed away. In a quick succession. They should have been alive still today. But because of sin. If you're truly born again. You cannot go on with sin. I will meet them in heaven. But the way they died. Was the judgment of God. One of them had two garages. My close friend. It bring tears to my heart. Chasing after money. Getting into wine. And all those things. What is four by four early morning. Past uh, two or what. Going off the road. Running into sand. And broke his neck. I buried him myself. Preaching at his funeral. My God, my wife worked for somebody who's a born-again believer, got involved with his money, with other people in gambling and corruption. And my wife had a vision or dream how in the office he's going to drop dead. It happened exactly. He dropped dead in the office here in, in uh, 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 um, uh, what's the place here? Here in Platakluf. He, he, he dropped uh, Montague Gardens. He dropped dead in the office, turned blue and passed away. I have uh, two relatives in my distant family. One a womanizer. I saw him in an accident, uh, uh, lying there, swollen up, dying in the hospital of Tigerberg Hospital. His other brother got involved in wrong things. Demons plague his life and I saw him fading away, dying, dying. Somebody else that I know, both legs removed, die long before his time. I've seen and heard of men of God. I can mention three. I won't mention their names. But the one, uh, William Brenner, mightily used by God. Believe that he's in heaven to the glory of God. Coming with wrong teaching about Jesus only. That God is not a trinity. The Lord warned him through Kenneth Hagen and other ministers. But he didn't want to listen. Gruesome car accident. Dead. Dead. My God. Other great evangelists here in Cape Town. And we still wait for one like him. Where he left his wife, married his secretary, worn by other men of God, preaching Cape Town on his way home in Swallendam uh, in a car accident. Him died and the wife, the new wife died, but the evangelist at the back seat was spared. It was the judgment of God. Recently a great uh, mighty man of God, uh, his books are, are very much popular. In his private plane, just crash and gone. 
because of teachings against rapture and against uh, 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 the church and other wrong teachings. My God! What does God want to say? We need to fear Him. The wrath of God has been revealed from heaven. And three times here, look in verse 24. Therefore God gave them over. Listen, the wrath of God can mean God leave you. He put you aside. God gave them over. And this is society today. And the Bible speaks here because of the impure. Three times. The first time because of the evil in man's heart. And man don't want to repent. God gave them over. Verse 26. And for this reason God then gave them over to degrading passions. For the woman exchanged the natural function for that which is unnatural. You know what? That's lesbians. Do you hear me? Women burning in their desire for other women. Verse 27. And in the same way also the men abandoned the natural function of the woman and burned in their desire for towards one another. Men with men committing indecent acts and receiving in their own persons the due penalty of their error. This is, this is mainly where AIDS come from. Do you understand? But through other things also wrong and God, it's a sign of God's judgment, of God's wrath. He gave them over. Verse 28, three, the third time uh, God gave them over. And just as they did not see fit to acknowledge God any longer, God gave them over to a depraved mind. To do those things which are not proper. Verse 30. They are haters of God. Verse 32. <clears throat> they know. Verse 32 says. People that do these things are worthy of death. But they only not do it themselves. They give hearty approval. To those who practice them. You know what does that mean? It's like child parents that says. Leave the children alone. You know where your, your daughter were? You know where the other children and what is going on there in the dark and other places? But you will say, leave the people alone. Why are you preaching against it? The Bible says God gave them over. Romans chapter 2. I'm reading from verse 4. Or do you think lightly of the riches of his kindness? And God's forbearance and patience, not knowing that the kindness of God leads to repentance. My brother and sister, God's goodness, you deserve more punishment. But God's goodness wants to lead you to repentance. But if you take advantage and abuse God's goodness, look what's coming. Verse 5, but because of your stubbornness and unrepented heart. That you are storing up wrath for yourself in the day of wrath and revelation of the righteous judgment of God. You are storing up for yourself wrath of God because of your unrepented heart, because of your stubbornness. Verse 7, verse, uh, verse 6, who will render to every man according to his deeds. To those who by perseverance in doing good seek for glory, honor and immortality, eternal life. But to those who are selfishly ambitious and do not obey the truth, but obey unrighteousness, wrath and indignation. 
There will be tribulation and distress for every soul of men who does evil to the Jew first and to the Greek. But glory and honor and peace to everyone who does good to the Jew first and also to the Greek. Verse 11, for there is no partiality with God. God has got no favorites. Even if you are a man of God, God will judge you. God has got no favorites. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Let me run to you through the scripture and show you examples of the wrath of God. Hallelujah. Number one, please write them down. Just one sentence. God's judgment over Satan and his angels. Do you hear me? When the devil rebelled against God and had a conspiracy, Running before that. Conspiracy is you go under without or being observed. Making up others against authority. Therefore the spirit of this loyalty in the church. If you ever practice this. You will be severely judged by God. Do you hear me? Because it's satanic to have a conspiracy running against authority. Even speaking against authority. When Paul stood before the council, he didn't know the man was the high priest. Paul said this and that, and then they said, they smacked Paul in his face and said to Paul, Do you speak like that to God's high priest? And Paul immediately repented and said, Sorry, I didn't know. He's the high priest. And Paul quoted this. You must not speak evil of a ruler of your people. Wow. He repented immediately. So Satan's fall. Number two, Adam's fall. Adam and Eve. They only committed once. It was not adultery. It was not murder. It was disobedience to God. The first point is there's no return or repentance for Satan. He is doomed to eternal yell. The Bible says, after my first point, the Bible says, Yah was created for the devil and his angels. This is the wrath of God. This is that God don't tolerate sin. And Adam and Eve, God chucked them out of the garden. Although God loved them so much, and God loves man so much. Remember, Yah was not created for man but for the devil and his angels, but because you follow the devil and are obedient to the devil and know the truth, and know the truth, but you love the devil and you love sin, and therefore men will go to hell with the devil and his angels. And Adam and Eve lost paradise, lost beauty, lost a place where there's no sickness. And no disease, and no crime, and no death. Due to what? One sin. And number three, remember the picture of Noah's day. Wow. Are you with me? God drowned old people, young people, women that were pregnant. The door of the ark was closed. People were running wild, go and sit on trees, then on the roof of buildings. 
But God drowned them all. What kind of God is this? This is the God after warning 120 years of preaching. No one responded. The animals responded. Two by two. Remember the days of Noah, Jesus said. Fourthly, the days of Sodom. This time it was not water. It was fire from heaven. When homosexuality, lesbian, it was so wicked when angels came to visit Lot. The Bible says men, all the men were in front of the gate and they wanted to have sex with these angels. It tells you how wicked and the world is there at this point now. And this coronavirus is God allowing judgment. I'm speaking to you. Shaking the nations. But who yes, After this, men will go on as usual. But the church and us who know should wake up. Do you hear me? The Bible says even God had to drag Lot's wife out of. And as they were running, <clears throat> she turned around and turned to a pillar of salt. Those are backslidden believers. They should have been the salt of the earth. We should have been pillars already in the house of God. You should have grown, my brother and sister. It's because of sin that after four or five years of salvation, you are not yet a pillar. You are not yet salt. Be careful for the judgment of God to come upon you that God put you aside. And God don't bother anymore with you. You go around in circles with sickness and pain. And with this and, and, with, and with heartbrokenness. The fifth point. Look at Miriam in Numbers. I think it's chapter 12. Speaking against Moses, a brother. Be careful that you become familiar with family and with your pastors. Many of family <coughs> become familiar with their brother. Not knowing even my two sisters that's in heaven now. One day my eldest sister was checking me. And, and, and I said, I'm sorry. And she went on. And then my other sister who was also both of them in heaven. She had to tell my elder sister and say, you cannot speak to Edgar like this. Edgar is a man of God. And my sister immediately said, sorry, Edgar. Wow. Because I might be the second youngest. But my brother, yeah, Miriam is the person that looked after Moses when he was in that little uh, crib there on the Nile River. Do you hear me? But yeah, he's the youngest. Even Aaron was older. Both of them, both of them turned against Moses. And the Bible, but Miriam was the main invest, instigator. And when the Lord, God said to them, don't you fear my servant? I speak to you as prophets through, through visions and dreams. But I speak on a higher level to Moses. Didn't you fear my servant? And when God left them, Moses, Miriam was a leper for, ten, for seven days, a whole week. She was holding up the camp. Because God judged her. Number six, Kura, That rebelled like, like Judas against Moses. The earth opened up. He led 250 people against Moses. The earth, I'm teaching you. 
the fear of the Lord. Amen. 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 You'll find, you'll find that the Bible says, uh, uh, David, just put this down somewhere. Psalm 100, Psalm 34 verse 11. Psalm 34 verse 11. After you make a decision about the fear of the Lord, then Psalm 34 verse 11 says, Come my children, let me teach you the fear of the Lord. Amen. I'll get back to Kura, but David is writing that psalm. Psalm 34 verse 11. Come, who better to teach the fear of the Lord than David? Because after David sinned with Bathsheba, the Bible says, God says, I forgive you because of your weeping and your regret, but the sword won't leave your house. In other words, you're going to pay the consequences of because you gave offense to all my in all my enemies. Those who don't like God, they are now feeling also David disgrace God. Do you hear me? And after that, Amnon. This is the sort of the Lord. In other words, there are sins that God can forgive you. But if you persist and persist, then God will judge you. You still go to heaven like Ananias and Sapphira, like Adam and Eve. But God will judge you. My Lord, it's like a parent after persistently warning the child not to steal in the house or money or anything. And then and the child goes on like that. Then the mother lock the phone they lock the cupboards. What does it mean? Does the parent don't love the child? No. The ways have changed towards the child. The child maybe must be earlier in the house now. That is how God is. God might change his ways with you. God might have had a calling in your life. But he has put you aside. God wanted to use you on a higher level. You will still go to heaven. But he has put you aside. God can even cause a sickness. Allow it to happen. And you die before your time. It was not God's perfect will for your life. Like Ananias and Sapphira. But they passed suddenly. Dropped it. And they were gone. God can even. I see even men and women. Because of pride. They are now slaves. Of their own pride. They don't go to any church anymore. They are slaves. And the going is tough. And they are lonely. And they are plagued with demons. It's God's judgment. David says come children. Psalm 35 verse 11. Come let me teach you. The fear of the Lord. And then Amnon David's son. Rape his own sister Tama. This is the consequences. Then Absalom secondly. Stood up against, against David. And David had to run out of Jerusalem. Because his own son. Wanted to kill him. Do you hear? And the child that was. Uh, was conceived by Bethsheba. The child died. 
because of David's sin. Can I go further on? After Kura, the Bible says, Kura, God opened the earth and he died. He, he went live down into the earth because you see rebellion and the spirit of Judas. Write down next, Judas number eight. Do you have number eight, Judas? Because he's in the same vein as Korah. And the Bible speaks of Judas. That God says even anyone who's disloyal, anyone who have the spirit of Korah and Judas, the Bible says it would be better for you that you were never born. Hey, anyone who betray the Lord Jesus, it would you will curse the day of your birth because Jesus said it would be better for you that you were never born. Do you hear me? Amen. Is that number eight, Judas? Number nine, let me go quickly. The sin against the Holy Spirit. Jesus, after they said, Jesus, you are driving Matthew chapter 30. Chapter 12. You are driving out demons by, by the devil. Jesus warned him. He said, you must not go so far that when you can even be forgiven if you speak against God or God's son. But if you blaspheme the Holy Spirit, you've committed an eternal sin which will not be forgiven you at all. Uh, do you hear me? What does the unpardonable sin mean? It means when you say the work of the Holy Spirit is the work of the devil. Then you are crossing a red line. Which is very, very dangerous. Number 10. Amen. Strange fire. Leviticus chapter 10. Please read it at home. I need to rush. I've got 15 more minutes. Praise God. Amen. Praise God. Strange fire. These two sons of Aaron came with fire. It means you have passion, but it doesn't come from the Lord. You have dancing and praise, but it's not the Holy Spirit. It's your own. There's people dancing on nightclub floors and other places too. There are people on soccer fields getting excited about other things too. But God wants the fire of the Holy Spirit. To motivate you. Number 11. David. When the ark was brought into Israel. The Bible says somebody. The ark was tumbling from a cart. Somebody wanted to stop it. And God struck the man dead. And the Bible says. In 2 Samuel chapter 6. Verse 7 to 9. The Bible says David became afraid of God. Because you don't touch with your dirty hands. Holy things. Do you hear me? Do you hear the word of the Lord? Number 12. Mikhail. Saul's daughter. She despised David in her heart. When she saw him dancing before the ark of the Lord. And the Bible says he was barren from that day. And could not bear children. You, don't, you laugh at God's children. Mock holy things. Even I had to stop years ago, years ago, some of our brothers, while we were baptizing other people, they were swimming around. I said to them, hey, stop this. 
You can never do something like this while we are busy with holy, holy, holy activities before the living God. Amen. Do you hear a number? It's a number 11. Ananias and Sapphira, Acts chapter 5. The Bible says they came hypocritically giving money, lie to the Holy Spirit. And Peter said, why did you lie? Conceive this. They dropped dead. After three hours, his wife came, she also dropped dead. My brothers, if this should happen in the church today, I think there will be many, 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 many killings. <laughs> there will be many who drop dead because of falseness. Do you hear me? And it is coming. And it is coming. Do you hear me? Hallelujah. My God. And then number 12. 1 Corinthians 11 verse 30 to 32. It says, He who eats and drinks unworthily of the Lord's Supper, therefore there are many weak, sick, and died before their time. Man, there are sicknesses in people's bodies because of sin. And even, even one of the greatest evangelists in healing can pray for you. It won't be removed because the sickness... It's a judgment of God. Then look at the great tribulation. And you will see God's wrath. Where uh, the trumpets and the plagues come. The Bible says for five months even. People will seek to die but they cannot die. It speaks of scorpions biting people. Snakes biting people. And people try to get away from the wrath of God. But the great tribulation uh, is the release of the wrath of God. My Lord. Do you hear the word of the Lord? Revelations 1 we see Jesus the judge of the earth. Amen. We need to fear the judgment of God. The number 13. 2 Corinthians chapter 5 verse 10. It says we must all appear before the judgment seat of Christ. Knowing the fear of the Lord, Paul says, we persuade men. First, Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 10 and 11, verse 11 says, Knowing the fear of the Lord, I'm preaching this morning. Amen. Praise God. Knowing the fear of the Lord, we try to persuade men. It's a number 13. Yal itself. Hey, if you think the Bible says it's better to cut off your hand or your, take out your eye or chop off your, your, your foot. Then you say, my brother, that's painful. Jesus said, the pain that you're going to bear for eternity in hell because of sin and the wrath of God against sin won't be compared with the pain of you plucking out your own eye. Chopping what the Lord wants to say. Go rather through any pain in serving me. You say the people will mock me. I will lose my job. I will lose my church. I will have to make big. The Lord says go through any sacrifice that cause pain. But don't land up in hell. Do you hear me? Amen. Please write down Galatians. I'm changing now. Galatians chapter 6. Because I'm rushing to get to the rewards. I've got six more minutes. Hallelujah. Are you blessed? Are you blessed? I give you another example 
of sowing and reaping. Galatians chapter 6 says, God, don't be deceived. God is not mocked. What you sow, you're going to reap. My brothers and sisters, when will the reaping kin kick in? It's after you persistently go on with something that you need to repent of. Then you are mocking God. And then the Bible says you are deceived. You think you get away with it. God says you're going you're gonna to reap what you have sown. And I'm giving you the two examples in the Bible. David has sown and he reaped. And Jacob. Please read of Jacob in the Bible. In Genesis 47, verse 7 to 9, where Jake, 47, verse 7 to 9, where Jacob stood before Pharaoh after Joseph said, bring my daddy back. Amen. And Pharaoh asked him, what is your age? How old are you? You know what, Joseph, what Jacob had to tell him? I look older than I am. Because life was unpleasant and very hard for me. You know why? Because Jacob means deceiver. Because of his deception. Because of his guile. Because of him being crafty. He made life difficult for him. Genesis 47 verse 7 to 9. He says, I am 130 years old. I didn't reach the age of my father's. My Lord, let me hasten to, to show you. Please write down Genesis chapter 31. Amen. Genesis 31. Twice Jacob there says these of his fathers. And this is very important. Genesis 31. He says, I speak to you in the name of the God of my father Abram. <clears throat> but then he don't say the God of Isaac. He says the fear of Isaac. Wow, he says the God of Abram and the fear of Isaac. What he was saying, Isaac's fear was God. Hallelujah. Amen. The one you fear is, is your God. <clears throat> Let me hasten to show to you the mercy of God. And then I give you about five rewards. And then we close. Hallelujah. Amen. What is mercy? Mercy you need, number one, after you abuse grace. Do you hear me? After you've abused God's grace, you, need, you have no leg to stand on. Because God has been gracious and gracious to you. Number two, mercy means, amen, what you do deserve, the punishment that is due to you, God withhold it and remove it. That is mercy. Do you hear me? Psalm 103 says, You didn't deal with us according to our sins. So don't moan. Therefore moaning and complaining, it is very bad in the sight of God. Because God wants to say, You deserve even worse. But I am merciful towards you. Hallelujah. Please write down this scripture, James chapter 2 verse 13. It says, if you show mercy to other people, God will be merciful to you. James 2 verse 13 says, 
Therefore, mercy triumphs over judgment. In other words, the judgment that were due to you one day before the judgment seat of Christ, God will show you mercy because you have been merciful to others who deserve judgment from you. Do you hear me? Matthew chapter 5 verse 17 says, Blessed are the merciful, for they shall receive mercy. And please write down this. We are trophies of God's mercy. <clears throat> Romans chapter 9 verse 22 to 23. It says, God says, though we want to release his wrath, but he bears with us because we are vessels of his mercy. Praise God. We are trophies of God's mercy. Please write down these benefits. Amen. Of the fear of the Lord. Are you blessed? Amen. Praise God. Please read in your leisure time. Job 28 and 29. Praise God. Those two chapters tell you. How Job lived. A luxury blessed life. Because he feared the Lord. But number one is. The wisdom of God. Because 28 verse 28 of Job said. Job says the fear of the Lord. Is the wisdom of God. Number two. The fear of the Lord. Brings the friendship of God. Hallelujah. That's Job 29. Verse 3 and 4. Tells you. You become a friend. What does it mean a friend? God speak to you things. That you don't speak to other people. Amen. And number three. The favor of God. Will come your way. Amen. Favor of God. Number four, is it number four? Yes. The sevenfold anointing will come your way if you fear the Lord. Isaiah 11 speaks of the seven spirits of God, but it only gives commentary of one of those spirits, and that's the fear of the Lord. And this speaks of the fear of the Lord in the life of our Lord Jesus. Amen. Isaiah 11, it says, He will delight Himself. In the fear of the Lord. You know why it gives commentary over only on the fear of the Lord? Because it's the key to all seven false spirits of God. Hallelujah. What a blessing it is to fear the Lord. Amen. Psalm 25 verse 12 says. Wow, you must read this. Who is the man who fears the Lord? The Bible says. He will be guided by God. Amen. My life I can see how I have been guided by God. Number two it says. He will abide in prosperity. Amen. I am speaking Psalm 25. Hallelujah. And the secret counsel of the Lord. Will be hissed. To the glory of God. Amen. My last point is. Amen. Psalm 34 verse 7. The angels of the Lord camp around those who fear him. Hallelujah. I'm closing by giving this blessing and our striving in friends of Daniel Kingdom Church. Proverbs 31 verse 31. And I'm paraphrasing. It says, charm of a woman is deceitful. And the beauty of a woman is vanity. But a woman who fears the Lord, 
she must be praised. And I'm saying this because a woman speak of the church. And I'm saying to friends of Daniel Kingdom Church, charm of a church can be deceitful. And the beauty of many churches can be vanity. But a church who fears the Lord, God will praise her. And even her works will praise her in the gates to the glory of the living God. May you be blessed. And let us pray now. I'm asking you, make this decision. And say, Lord, I decide now to fear you as the all-consuming fire. Hallelujah. The Bible says God dwells in unapproachable light. What a blessed word. Please go over this. And please soak yourself with it. It should change our lives. It should make us fruitful. The rewards of the fear of the Lord are tremendous. Amen. Next week I'll speak about the worshipping. How you should worship this living God. Pray this prayer after me. Those who want to give their lives to the Lord. Or also those who want to commit themselves. To a higher holy walk with the living God. Hallelujah. And after this prayer we pray our song. And then I'll I'll, I'll close. I'll speak to you the benediction. Say, Lord Jesus, I give to you my life. I repent of all my sins. I have deep regret for the things I have done in thy sight. You don't like it. You hate it. And I come back to the fear of the Lord. Lord, I repent and turn from my sins. I accept Jesus Christ as the Son of God and as the Lord and Savior of my life. Forgive me, Lord Jesus. Thank you for washing me and all my sins in the blood of Jesus. Make me a child of God. Give me the new birth eternal life in Jesus name thank you heavenly father for accepting me thank you for saving me from Satan and hell and from this ungodly world and from my sins I am free through the blood of Jesus Jesus is my Lord heavenly father I choose the fear of the Lord. I accept today. And from today forward, I will fear you. Your eyes are always upon me. And I want to delight you and make you happy so that you can bless me. Forgive me, Lord, for dirty hands and feet. For a, a dirty heart and wrong words, I repent. I give my life to you, Lord Jesus. Let the fire of the Holy Spirit burn all filth away in my life, 
in Jesus' name, in Jesus' name. Amen. Listen to the song and then receive the blessing of the Lord. Hallelujah. Or receive the blessing and then you can enjoy the song. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, the Lord bless you. The God of Abraham, Isaac, and Jacob, he bless you. Heavenly Father, we all repent and we turn to you. We choose today from the preacher, myself, my wife, and all of us, we choose today. We decide today to fear the Lord, to fear the Lord, to fear the Lord. Forgive us our sins. We repent, Almighty God. Wrong motives, wrong attitudes, dirty words, wrong motives, selfish ambition and pride. We repent. We repent. Forgive us our sins. Lord, how much more we appreciate your blood. Lord Jesus, thank you for your blood. Oh, thank you for the power of the blood. Thank you for the blood. Without the blood, we will go to hell. Without the blood, your wrath will break over us. Thank you for the blood of Jesus. And thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. Thank you for your mercy. We are trophies of your mercy. We are vessels of your mercy. And now in the name of the God of Abram, Isaac and Jacob. God bless you. Stay in this aura. Stay in this presence. Stay under this anointing. Get yourself a place to pray and seek the face of God. Get the things out of your heart. Amen. And say, Holy God, Holy, Holy, Holy God, come into my heart, every room of my heart. Amen. The name of the Lord is praise. In the name of the Father, the Son, and the Holy Spirit, be blessed. Enjoy the song. You found me At my worst You died At my worst You loved me And at my worst You tried To tell 